The NFL's changing overtime. Did they get it right? Plus, franchise-wide receivers? Well, they might be on the move. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Happy Wednesday, NFL fans, and welcome in to another edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. And Tony, let's dive right on into it. Yeah, we'll get to Sauce Gardner, the top cornerback in the draft. Derek Stingley, where he falls into our third segment. Second segment, well, these wide receivers are on the move. But overtime, it's changing and uh, news broke uh, in the middle of uh, Tuesday afternoon that NFL overtime in the postseason would change. It's no longer going to be sudden death format. It's going to be where both teams get a possession. So Josh Allen would be able to match Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. That's the game that everyone uses as an example. And I, I want to ask you, well, let's just start there. Are you on board with this change? Do you like the change? before we get into the particulars, because there's one specific one that, well, stands out to me and stood out to you the moment we found out this news. But just in general, do you like this rule, that the fact that Josh Allen, these top quarterbacks, will get a shot regardless if it's in overtime or not? I do. Uh, the main reason I do is because I think it crushes all of the negative talk about why teams win, what's fair, what's not fair. Because the people that wanted to argue against it actually had a good argument, and the argument was this. While it benefited Kansas City against Buffalo, it didn't benefit them against your Bengals. Because mm -hmm. if you recall, they got the ball first in overtime and Mahomes yep. threw a pick. And it was the it was the it, it's basically a, a, a case study in. We don't have to change the rules, just make a play like Cincinnati did, right? Yep. Yep. But folks still hung on to the impact and all of the discussion. See, no one talked about the Bengals game. They just talked about Joe Burrow and those young guys going to the Super Bowl. However, the truth of the matter is everyone focused on the negative, and that's what we always do. Folks focus yeah. on all the negative and all the talk of what happened just the week before, and somehow that took precedence over everything. But, you know, it, it they changed it, but I was waiting for the but aspect yep. of it. And just like in typical NFL fashion, and I won't break it, I'll let you break it, and then I'll show the same facial expression that I showed when you told me. It's still going to be sudden death, no rule changes during the regular season. So only is this rule in effect in the, in the playoffs, which is awesome. I love the fact that both quarterbacks are going to get the ball in, in the postseason, and then it goes to the sudden death format. But if you're going to change it for the playoffs, why wouldn't you change it for the other 17 games, the games that actually decide who's going to be the number one seed, who's going to get a bye, who's going to have to go to Buffalo versus go to Kansas City versus go to insert whatever team that you think is the, you know going to contend in the AFC. That's the part of it where I look at it and I'm like, man, don't go halfway. You know, go all the way. They're going to go it halfway. It's like the NFL went halfway in this. That's in what this they're, they're always going to go halfway because they're driven by money. And I understand that money makes the world go around. They don't want those one o'clock games going to five o'clock because they want the four fifteen games to come on on time. It yeah. it amazes me, man, that every single week 
and I'm not claiming any kind of conspiracy. We're doing Locked On NFL. So that means the NFL exists. That means we have a podcast, right? So my thing is this. It is amazing to me that all of these games end just about the same time every single week, regardless of the weather, (laughs) regardless of the circumstances, regardless of injuries and the cart having to come out, regardless of how many reviews they are. There's always like this five minute window where they seem to all miraculously end at the same time. And I think they want to really stay on schedule, but I don't like the different rules, the predetermined rules Mm -hmm. than, than the playoffs, because I think things should be standardized. The Mm -hmm. only argument you can make to me is this. Well, in the NFL during the regular season, there can be a tie. That's impossible to do in playoffs. Somebody has to, we got to play into somebody. So they can't have a tie because both teams can't advance. So mm-hmm. that's the argument that the folks could make to say that we could have two sets of rules because we actually have two different situations. But with this one, this was predetermined. This is this has nothing to do with the end of the game. This has something to do with we're going to decide how the game is going to end by rules. And I think that that's crazy. I think it should be standardized. If you change it during the regular season, what's to say that the uh, week 17 – a Baltimore-Pittsburgh game doesn't determine, you know, if one team, whoever wins, wins the division, but if one team loses, they get the wild card, and if the other team loses, they're somehow miraculously eliminated. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it could be the game before a playoff game that actually comes back to bite the league in the butt, and then you're going to have these same discussions all over again where they're going to want to change the rule based on that situation. Yeah, they they, – I don't want to cuss on this as a family show. So, yeah, they they went halfway. Is, is, mm-hmm. is the way in, in you. I never buy in to that. I never believe in that. And so you mentioned the ties. Well, I think ties are stupid in the NFL. I think they could find a way uh, to, to not have ties in the regular season or have ties ever. It's the Ted Lasso uh, part of things where he's like a tie. What do you mean a tie? And he's shocked as you know, the, the coach of a soccer team. Well, guess what? This is American football. This is not soccer. This is not football. And so, yeah. So to me, I think ties are dumb anyways. But the other point, and this is the one why the argument for the, the regular season needing to be the same. You know what I don't want if I'm the NFL bringing in, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of new fans every single season? I don't want to make it too complicated. Right. Where, oh, this week it's this week, that week it's that week. You know how many fans are fantasy football fans and are tuning in because – Man, Marquez Valdez-Scantling needs two more catches, and they need 3.2 points. And, oh, my goodness, if overtime, who in the hand of Patrick Mahomes gets the ball? So many. And so making it simpler is sometimes better, and I think it's fair. Like, it's a quarterback-driven league. They should both get the ball. Guess what? They should both get the ball week one, week seven, week 15, or week 21 in overtime. And, and so I like that they went the halfway but they should have went the full way. And so now it feels incomplete. So if I had to grade this, cause what we're in the grading business, right? It's right. a C because they, they, they went halfway and halfway is, is, is not how you get an A it's, it's average and average isn't good enough. And there's no reason to do it. There's absolutely no reason to hold on to the old way of doing it. Other than the fact that they want these games to end in a standardized manner so that they could get to the next half. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, something's starting and it may end these wide receivers that are franchise wide receivers are being traded as opposed to being re-signed while they're still in their prime. Uh, I think it's a trend that people are going to continue to do, James, if it works. And I think in a a couple of these situations, it's going to work. We're going to get into that, and I'll tell you all why in just a second after I tell you about our friends over at 
Built Bar. Built Bar is something we've been talking about here for a long time. And I did actually have a couple of samples here to show you, uh, but I ate them all. So that, there you go. James has them up. Boom. There you go. Built Bars. Look at that wonderful, wonderful packaging. If you think those packages look good, man, you ought to bust them open and find out what's in there. 100% chocolate of nothing but protein infused snack that's going to do you right man and i'm telling you it is healthy for you the macros are absolutely off the chain it is all healthy if you're on a diet or you're trying to eat right man there's nothing better for you than built bar because they're absolutely great now i have an affinity for the salted caramel but recently i got a hold of those protein infused puffs the built bars of protein infused marshmallow and i had that banana oh my god it is absolutely delicious the macros are the same, a little bit different texture than the standard Built Bar. But I tell you what, there's nothing standard about that flavor because it is off the chain. Superfluous is what I want to call it. So if you need some, and if you even don't, if you need some, if you just want some great snacks, go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com. Pro, uh, promo code is LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order and check out all the latest news at at bar underscore built on Twitter. Real quick, Tony, just for some context uh, on that overtime rule before we get into uh, the receivers, Ian Rappaport reporting the vote was 29 to three. So NFL owners uh, certainly in favor of that as far as the, the postseason goes. But uh, yeah, it, it, as far as these receivers, you mentioned it. It's a chance that there's a, a trend going on for a few reasons. One, Guys like Tyreek Hill, if they're going to be asking for $25 million per, well, not every team, especially with elite quarterbacks, they're going to be willing to do that when they also have a Travis Kelsey under contract and also have some of these other guys under contract. So you're seeing, you know, Adams get traded. You're seeing guys like Tyreek Hill get traded. And I think this is the start of a trend for a few reasons. And, and I'm going to start with just the first point, and I'll let you take off here. The wide receiver position is as valuable as it's ever been in the history mm -hmm. of the NFL. And when you have a game changer, when you can get a game changer, we talked about Jamar Chase a few weeks ago. When you can get that type of dude, you get him because he's invaluable to your team, to your quarterback, to your chances of winning. And when you don't have that, it's not as high as having a quarterback. But there's an impact, man, because it it hurts everybody. It hurts even if you have a great running back or even if you have a great quarterback. It, it's a much tougher to have these explosive big plays and big moments that are all the difference and can make all the difference, say, in overtime with the game on the line. You're right. There's talk that the 49ers will do the same thing if they got a bounty with Debo Samuel. So here's the thing that Green Bay, who did it with Devontae Adams, Potentially San Francisco if they do it with Debo Samuel and Kansas City with Tyreek Hill. All three of those teams are like contenders. They're they're like they're like playing when there's only four teams playing, you know, for the most part. The Packers got beat a round earlier. But these are the teams that are just in the hunt every single year. And their team is built. The 49ers don't quite have it quarterback-wise like the other two teams that I mentioned. But what they're saying is if the way that we're constructed, one receiver didn't get them to where they got to, because if that's the case, DeAndre Hopkins would have been carrying people that to that height. And DK Metcalf could have carried people. One receiver doesn't get us there. We're not going to be able to replace him. But if you give us all of this stuff, 
we can build our team that's so good that we don't necessarily need that alpha guy. If you're going to give us all of that stuff, we don't need a Hall of Fame wide receiver. If you're going to give us all that, we'll beat yeah. you without it. And so yeah. I, I think that's part of it. The other part of it is this. They probably looked up and saw that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are two of the top five or six receivers in the league, and both mm -hmm. of those guys are on rookie deals the next uh, three or four years. So yeah. that's an advantage for those teams. Yep. So I think that they're saying with the passing game being what it is these days in college, let's get us one of those. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's not Tyreek Hill and maybe that's not Jamal Chase, but it's pretty damn close and we can win with that. Uh, let's get us uh, Devontae Smith. He looks pretty good in Philly. Let's go and see if we can win with that. And then we can get a Cooper Cup or a Devontae Adams or a Debo Samuel. We can do that again because we got him in the first place and we didn't spend a first round pick for him. That's what I think is going on. These teams are sacrificing these great players to continue to build the rest of the team up and then hope that they hit lightning in a bottle again and get these guys under rookie deals. At some point, if you're going to be good in this league, you have to be able to win with guys that are super, super talented, but they're productive on rookie contracts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think that there's going to be a dilemma now with the wide receiver market because certain guys are going to be worth paying on these contending teams other guys can you do that if you have a quarterback going you know coming up uh, coming due uh, i'll use an example and it's one that i know the bengals are thinking about joe burrow contract eligible for an extension next offseason right well guess who else is t higgins mm -hmm. all right so do you extend t higgins yeah probably you want to not at, what if he's asking for 25 million? What if he goes off for 1,350 yards behind this revamped offensive line in 2022? And, and yeah, you have Jamar Chase on his rookie deal, but you got Tyler Boyd, you're paying Joe Burrow probably huge money. It's going to be tough. And so the Bengals, they could be in a situation if T really wants to hold the, you know, their feet to the fire, they, they may have to go the same route. And, and even though they love him, and, and I, I don't think they're necessarily thinking about this today, they're thinking, oh, we're going to keep him. At the same time, you're going to be faced with decisions like that with these organizations. And uh, to me, the Chiefs, they're worse today, right? The, it, it might be better for them long-term to reset right. this dynasty a bit. Understand that. The Packers, you're higher than, on them than me. I don't think they have a shot in hell with their current wide receivers of winning a Super Bowl. I don't think it. I don't think it's even a, a remote possibility. Now they're going to add receivers. Maybe they get lightning in a bottle with one of these rookies and sign one of these guys. And you know, by the time it really matters, uh, you know, in November and December, they're playing at a really high level with multiple pass catchers. All of those things can happen, but you need these elite playmakers, and that's why on the other side of it, the Dolphins, they're like, hell yeah, we'll give up multiple tip picks to pair Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddle. Hell yeah, the Raiders are going to pair, you know, Derek Carr with Devontae Adams when they have Darren Waller at tight end, when they have one of the best slot receivers in the league in Hunter Renfro. So I get both angles of it. And it's it really is going to be interesting to see how it plays out because how it plays out is going to set a precedent and it's going to impact the way these teams view these explosive star wide receivers. You're right. And I, I agree with you that – Green Bay isn't as good, but I do, when I look at their roster, think that they're still built to compete. Uh, I don't know. When, I think it was, was it 2009? When was the last time they went to the Super Bowl? So they haven't, they, yeah, they haven't gone to the Super Bowl with Devontae Parker. I mean, Devontae Adams. They, they haven't. What they've been, though, 
is super, super competitive. I still think they're super, super competitive. I think they win the division. I think they're an 11 or 12 win team. Are you sure? Uh, well, the are reason you, I say are that you is, sure they win the division? Well, I'm let serious. Me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins for one. I think Justin Fields is still too young, and Detroit is still biting kneecaps. They ain't ready yet. So you need to put some respect on Jared Goff's. No, I can't do it. Go ahead. <laughs> My thing with them though is they got the best quarterback. They have the best yep. secondary. They probably still have the best offensive line. They probably still have the best front seven. I mean. As 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 much as we want, they got the best running back tandem. As much as we want to kill them, tandem, they don't have the best running back. They have the best tandem. They got the best tandem, but you know that's what I meant. They have the best. They have the best two guys in the division. Who's better in that division, by the way? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, right? Okay, so <laughs> my thing is, my thing is, they still okay. Dalvin Cook, but that Jones kid is. You ain't getting the number ten before you see him. They have a good. They still have a very very good team. Outside of the fact that they don't got a receiver that you know his name right now. So, Am I catching passes? I mean, who's catching passes? Right, I mean, I, I've been right. eating dope balls. No. I'm ready. But. Yeah, yeah. They they got work to do. But also, those other teams have to play against them. And they were pretty good. They were pretty damn good last year without their best corner. So, uh, this ain't a Green Bay love fest for me now. I just had to defend myself a little bit. I tell you what, speaking of defense, speaking of DBs, somebody from up your way, somebody from up your way, Sauce Gardner. There's rumors that he is a top five pick and that teams are absolutely in love with him. What does that mean for him and what does that mean for Derek Stingley? I actually believe that Sauce is as good as their, as good as his nickname suggests he is. And I'll tell you why here in segment three in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Look, you want stability in anything you do and you want reliability in anything that you do and also in your automobile. The last thing you want is stuck on the side of the road or to be nervous anytime you're trying to start your car. Well, rockauto.com can help you stay on the road for less. Don't spend 30, 50, even 100% more at the car dealership or at those big box stores trying to get the car parts that you need when you can go to rockauto.com, shop from the comfort of your own home in those fuzzy slippers that Tony Wiggins wears on the daily. <laughs> and you can save money while you do it. It's convenient. You're getting the same parts you're gonna get, the same quality parts that you're looking for. And it doesn't matter what you drive, whether it's a Toyota, Honda, Kia, Mercedes-Benz, Daewoo, they have you covered at rockauto.com. They've been in the business for more than two decades. They're family owned. Check them out right now, rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we thank you for making us your first listener here on Locked On NFL here on a Wednesday. James Rapine of Locked On Bengals, Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. We are free on all platforms and reminding you to subscribe to the locked on nfl youtube page sauce gardner making a lot of noise uh had a lot of comparisons mm -hmm. to a lot of people early really caught my attention going one-on-one -on -one with jameson williams in the semifinal game where he pretty much blanketed him and had a very very good game i like sauce. what i saw i think mm -hmm. he's the real deal kid from detroit you know him better than i do he plays for your alma mater tell us about sauce well well let's start with um the intangibles, right? Because anybody can do a quick Google search and see that he has the length and athleticism and speed and, and size that you look for. I mean, he's got really long arms and, you know, long legs, and he, he just looks like this big prototypical corner that you'd love to have uh, guarding these top receivers that are going to be making a ton of money. But it's his attitude. 
you know, you talk to people around the University of Cincinnati in in the program and and just how he attacks football. This dude doesn't drink alcohol. He's not partying. He's he's so focused on being great that all of that stuff comes next. But, uh, you know, there's a a swag to him, too. Right. Have you seen the sauce chain that he wa- he rocks? Like I, I, I I peeped it out a little bit, and and I got to tell you, it's, it's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. So you tell me, sauce sauce ain't on the sauce. Sauce don't even drink alcohol. He doesn't. No, and I, I uh, it, it's wild, right? Because you see these kids, and I think, you know, they they've come up in this social media era where they've seen the guys that have failed, right. and they're like, oh well, I don't want to be that. This is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna have some swag to me. And, and I'm going to have my chain and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And I'm going to be common. I mean, he's, uh, I forget, I think he was talking to Dion. I, he was talking to someone last week or two weeks ago. He's saying how he wants to be the best cornerback in the NFL as a rookie. Like wh- what? But then you look and it's like, well, Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So was Justin Jefferson as a rookie. And so he's probably thinking, why not me? So I, uh, I love his game and, and we'll, we'll add Derek Stingley into this because two years ago, Wig, if I would have told you, that Stingley would not be the top corner in the 2022 NFL draft, and instead it would be a kid from the University of Cincinnati, I would have gotten laughed out of the room, and not just by you, by everybody. But to me, I mean, his consistency, what he did, I mean, he never gave up a touchdown, and he did go up against Williams a decent amount in that Cotton Bowl. The, the Crimson Tide ran it a ton, so that's part of it. But, yeah, I think uh, I think the consistency, his attitude, and everything that comes along with it, I think he is going to be the top cornerback selected. Yeah, I'm just checking it out here. I was pulling that chain up, man. You reminded me of it, so I wanted to uh, take a little bit of a look at it. I, I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely blown away by Sauce, man, and uh, his size <laughs> and and the you know the swag in which he plays, uh, the the swag that which he plays with. I think he's going to be very good. I think Stingley is also going to be a very good player. I think they're just I different. I, I, I believe they're just a little bit different. Stingley might be a little more instinctive with his, his lateral movement and he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder right now, but uh, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't mean that I don't think sauce is going to be good too. I, and I do, I actually think he's going to be a very, very good player. Uh, you can have two. There's nothing wrong with having two really, real good yeah. players. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be interested to me though. Interesting to me to see if he actually does crack the top five. I'm hearing both the jets and the giants are interested. So, Pay attention to that. Make sure if you want any more information, you want to hear about an NFL corner, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with former NFL corner Eric Crocker, as well as Ryan Tracy. Ryan Tracy has the analytics down, and they'll be able to tell you the difference. You check them out on the NFL uh, Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page and wherever you get your podcast. It's free on all platforms. Jamie, it's been fun, man. Happy Wednesday yes, to you. Sir. Overtime rules get changed, obviously. Uh, there's a lot going on. We're getting ready for the draft and it's going to be exciting for everybody. And, you know, you guys just tune in here every single day on Locked On NFL and you'll have somebody giving you the business about what's going on. Until next week, take care of each other and let's just take care of each other. That's all it is to it. This is your man, Tony Wiggins, along with James Rapine. Take care.